What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stay Tranquilo podcast. Uh, we got an awesome one here today. We're here with Laura and Victoria. Um, so I'll give them their time for their intro soon. But before we get started, um, we're doing a segment today with Stella Rosa. Um, as you can see, we got a couple of their different products here. We got some of their non-alcoholic beverages. We got some of their canned drinks. And we got their Prosecco and one of their wines over there on, on the right side. Um, the canned drinks are awesome. They're easy to drink. Take them on the go. Take them to the beach, playing golf, whatever that may be. Um, it's a great product. They got a grapefruit flavor and a, and a blueberry flavor. I think you got the grapefruit right there. Um, so definitely check them out. You can find them pretty much anywhere. Um, we'll attach a link so you guys can see where you could find them. Um, but you guys, if you're in the mood to drink and you don't want to drink alcohol, they got options for you. So whatever you guys are in the mood for, they got. Um, so yeah. So, Laura, I'll, I'll give it to you first. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Um, tell them a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do, um, fun facts about you, whatever you Ooh, want, whatever, whatever you want to let them know. Okay, so, hi, everyone, and my stay tranquilo peeps. Um, <laughs> my name is Laura, and um, I'm a proud Colombiana. I don't, you're obviously Latina. Are you, yes. you're not Colombian, right? No. Okay. Venezuelan. Okay, cool. Um, I and love Venezuelan. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my name is Laura. Um, I am a Floridian through and through, and I work for a really cool media company called Mitu. Um, and it's awesome because we get to do stuff with our community. And I also have a little blog, my little baby blog yes. called Hustle Con Sazon. Wow. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's, I'm sure you guys will get to know me a little bit throughout the podcast, yes. but that's cool. me in a nutshell. Cool. Uh, so, Victoria, tell them a little bit about yourself and some All of the things right. that you got you got going on. Uh, my name is Victoria. I'm actually like multiple things. So I'm Venezuelan, but my mom is Cuban and I have Italian in me as well. Ooh. So I got a little bit of everything in there. Um, I am a behavior analyst. Okay. I work with children with autism, adults, teens, adolescents. Um, and at the moment I have a little passion project called Speed Dating on the Spectrum. Um, so I host speed dating events for adults on the spectrum. Um, but yeah, we'll probably get into that a yes, little later too. Definitely. So I won't say we'll too get, much. We'll get into a little bit about everything. And you know, when, when you guys were talking now and you guys were saying like, you know, where you guys are from, I don't think I've ever actually said where I'm from on the podcast now that I think. Where are you from, Mr. So. Stay Tranquilo? <laughs> um, it's not that fancy, but I'm Cuban. Uh, my grandparents are from Cuba. Typical Miami story, you know, nothing fancy, but both sides of my family are Cuban. And then... Uh, for whatever it's worth, um, my 23andMe says I'm Spanish as well, which oh. is pretty much everybody. I think it's, I think it's worth <laughs> a little bit, right? Yeah. That's um, cool. But cool. So, uh, Laura, you said that you work for Me Too. Tell Me people too. a little bit about what Me Too yes. is. Um, obviously, we're all um, Latinos and Latinas. Yeah. Um, so, uh, obviously, that takes a role into Me Too and yeah. a lot of the things that they do. Yeah, so Me Too by itself is, we are a media publisher, so kind of think of like a, a BuzzFeed, right. but for the U.S. Hispanics, nice. um, and we create content and um, basically foster community for what we call 200 percenters, so it's those like us who are 100% Latinos and 100% American, nice. um, because we exist and we <laughs> matter. and. Um, I work for the brand partnerships team, which has really been just such a cool experience because our clients, which are different brands, um, come to us and want to create content or create like social media campaigns for our audience. And I'm the one that kind of helps that come to life. That's so, amazing. Yeah. 
That's super it. fun. Yeah, What's been awesome. your favorite like brand to work with? Oh, uh, sorry. No. Ask as many questions as you want. No, honestly, there. I can't say that I have a favorite one. Top three. But we did. I'll tell you a little bit about one of the most recent things we did. Um, we did this campaign with Walmart, and okay. what we that did was cool. we um, found eight young Latinos, 200 percenters, that want to be in the filmmaking industry. And in partnership with Walmart, we created this kind of like um, like a a program where they got to go to LA for two weeks and nice. learn with everybody in the studios. We got um, John Leguizamo as like a celebrity mentor to kind of give them this once in a lifetime experience um, on how to break into the industry. And then we did a bunch of things on social media with that content. We had like a premiere night in LA and it was super fun. Very and cool. It was just a really cool way to, to give back and, and have that be work, you know? Were the people from like all over the US? Yeah. Oh, so okay. there were some people that came in from Texas, others were in California already. We had someone from Virginia. So it was really just, uh, we sourced them through. That's the beauty of social, yeah. right? Is like, yeah. we have access to all these people. And so from yeah, all it, was, over. it was really cool. You guys nice. did that at the studio? Yeah, oh, okay. at the studio in LA, cool. which you've been to. Yes, the studio is awesome. It's in LA, um, big warehouse space. Like you yeah, walk yeah. in there, it's like, if you've ever been to like Disney, it feels like you're in Disney World, like in Hollywood <laughs> or Studios. Or like an Epcot, where yeah. it's like every. Oh, well, it's like it's like to me. It reminded me of like Hollywood Studios, like super rustic, right? Yeah. So it's like super LA deserty style. Yeah. It's like that area with the railroad in the back. Yeah. Um, which is cool. It's um, cool. you would never think that you're walking into like a media publishing yeah. like content space. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. A lot of character. So um, where is the Me Too space here? We are we are remote. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, Very cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's nice. <laughs> it's been really great. I've been telling them they got to bring something to Miami, though. I, I feel like a cool space in Miami yeah. would be like perfect. Yeah. It just makes so much sense. I mean, you have the blends. Because, like, to me, I and mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, like, Miami is the Latino hub. Like, obviously, yeah. LA is big. You know, New York is big. But, I mean, Miami, just from like the Caribbean alone, you got. Yes an influx of Venezuelans, an influx of Colombians, an influx of Puerto Ricans, Cubans. Yeah. I mean, you name it, everything. We uh, do really live in like a bubble. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I've been surrounded by Latinos my whole life. And yeah. I think it's because like growing up here is, is a huge yeah. part. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's at this point, it's a lot of second, third generation, maybe mm -hmm. even fourth generation at this point. Right. So it's like, it's the perfect like 100% 100% that mm -hmm. that you were talking about mm -hmm. um like i was at the world baseball classic games the other day oh my god, oh my god. Those like, if that doesn't show you like out yeah. of control like it, i didn't go but just like seeing them on social media like i don't think i've ever seen I, no one has seen that stadium packed to that like capacity and yeah. the energy the yeah, energy cool. yeah I, i've i've you know i've gone to a lot of sporting events maybe nothing like major like i've never been to a super bowl i've never been to a world cup mm -hmm. uh game or anything like that but I've been to some like big sport venues and like big games. That was like something I've never witnessed in my life. Yeah. Just yeah. And the even then, energy is crazy, and they're so passionate. Yeah, it's like even then, like those all those big things that you were talking about, like yeah. it's there's like Whoa. the culture's not there. A lot of those guys yeah. that that played in the biggest stages, World Series, and you know, uh, I mean that's probably the biggest stage they've played on. But they're like it's nothing like I've ever been in before. It's, yeah. yeah, and it just shows because like when people like like us like we're passionate as hell about <laughs> where we're where from we, yeah where we come from <laughs> you know and it shows on the biggest stages yeah it's I saw not about a world series it's like literally about your country mm -hmm. i was seeing on social media like everybody with their like uh 
jerseys from their countries and i'm like where did all this stuff come from mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. i didn't even yeah. know this stuff existed yeah people are like decked out like head to toe in like their dominican jerseys their puerto rican jerseys mm-hmm. and i'm just like where did you guys get this stuff yeah. i didn't yeah. know this existed i know i didn't know that either and the crazy part is like in the stores they would just have a shit ton of swag to I pick saw. from mm-hmm. so it's like they got merch they got everything they're ready to go they yeah. were ready sure. yeah they were ready to yeah. go it's cool but uh so tell us a little bit about speed dating on the spectrum you know how did that come to life um first off like what was kind of like the thoughts of getting that started and tell them a little bit more about what it actually entails okay um so i don't know if you guys know uh love on the spectrum on I'm netflix actually not, I'm actually yeah i've never familiar. seen it by her okay so i watched it i watched season one and i was like this is so beautiful um i also have a younger sister on the okay. spectrum so as i was watching it you know on the show is just a bunch of adults and they're looking for love um and it kind of like dawned on me like there's no reason why they shouldn't be allowed yeah. to have the same opportunities that we have um and my sister she's gonna be 23 next month and for like the last three years it's i want a boyfriend i want a boyfriend i want yeah. a boyfriend you have a boyfriend my other sister has a boyfriend so yeah. obviously, like naturally she wants a boyfriend so after watching the show like i spoke to my parents and i'm like i think we should help her look for a boyfriend like there's no reason why she shouldn't be allowed to of have course, a boyfriend yeah. um she's she has natural wants and desires like everybody else um everybody wants a significant other and everybody wants to feel loved by someone yeah. um who are not your parents and your sisters mm-hmm. so i told my parents that i was gonna set her up or i was gonna find her boyfriend okay and i was like okay so i found this app that's for it's like bumble but it's for people on the spectrum and i thought it was super sketchy um there just wasn't a lot of people on it either people that i was matching with were like in australia and i was like okay let me decrease the distance Mm -hmm. still there was like three options (laughs) yeah (laughs) right i'm like why am i going to australia um there was like three different options of people and like they didn't have face or like when i told them i was honest too because i want people to know i'm like i'm doing this for my sister this is her obviously but i'm gonna set you up yeah the one person that i matched with obviously didn't answer me because like red flag yeah um which i understood that part so i was like all right let me just set her up on a blind date and then it kind of was like what if i just set her up on like 10 blind dates speed dating um and then i kind of reached out to a couple people i i put an event together and like people were like this is amazing how can i sign up my son my daughter like all of this stuff um so it ended up being like a a double win like i'm also hoping my sister but i'm hoping out like Uh, a bunch bunch of of other other people people that are kind of going through the same thing Mm -hmm. and it also hit me that like this population has such limited resources and what they can and can't do or mostly what they can't do or what they don't have access to um and what they're kind of shielded from Mm -hmm. because of family because of you know we want to protect them obviously there are some um limitations to what people on the spectrum can and can't do and limitations in the sense that you know we might they might not always know other people that have good intentions right Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like where my family Mm -hmm. um where their kind of securities come from it's like we don't know who she's going to meet on the internet we don't know if that person has good intentions Mm -hmm. we don't know you know what could happen to her because mm-hmm. she might not know better mm-hmm. so kind of creating a safe space where everyone is vetted that comes you okay. know i have interviews with everybody oh, before wow. they're where they're before they're allowed they can't just sign up and show up um they have to sign up we do like a five minute meet and greet i make sure that they're able to you know hold conversations right. and kind of do this on their own because 
we have people at the event that will help them, but like I don't want to help them. Yeah. And it's been really awesome because for the most part, the last couple of events, like nobody has wanted our help. We're like kind of just like sitting ducks. We're kind of just like <laughs> they're, thriving. they're thriving without us. Um, we're just like standing here on and like someone will like put up a help. And I'm like, oh my God, what do you need? And they're like, I just need a new pencil. I'm like, oh, okay, no advice. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah, it's been really great and it's been nice. Um, she still doesn't have a boyfriend, but we're going to keep looking. That's so yeah. It shouldn't be rushed, that. but you're giving, it shouldn't her, be rushed. You're exactly. giving her the opportunity and, to find someone. And it kind of helps all of them practice, you know, practice dating True. skills, practice how to have conversations with people, practice like the next step as well. Like, mm -hmm. you know, after your first date, what do you do? Because mm -hmm. that's not really their first date. And we tell them, you know, after you match with someone, it's on you to set up the first date and, yeah. and mm -hmm. continue and go out with them. Um, so they're practicing all these skills that they don't have access to practice in, in yeah. other areas settings. in their life yeah, yeah. and other settings um and it's like a real life setting too like i didn't like make this up it's not something that they, i put together do they like so they get to this event do they go and they connect with everyone that's there at the event like yes. at least for a certain amount of yeah. time so they get seven minutes seven to ten minutes depending on how many people we were able to like okay. rally for the event um seven to ten minutes with each participant got it and then what happens if you hit it off with someone do you go back to that person after the seven to ten minutes? So we only do it once. We okay. only go around once. Okay, so they have right. a little notebook okay. where they can like write notes on everybody. Uh, okay. And then on the back, they put their top three. Okay. And then I match them depending on like their uh, top threes. Um, so you're the matchmaker? Yeah, I guess. Oh. I mean, I'm not actually matchmaking. I'm just putting them together with who they put on their list. And then right, I, yeah. I'll send them information like okay. through an email. I'm like, hey, you got a match. Oh um, I know. <laughs> and then cool. on the on the email it has like their name their email their social media a phone number so that they can go out and like reach um them and then we do offer like if you need help with anything let us know we'll help you if it's like calling a restaurant to make a reservation or like what should you do or how to open up a conversation nice. only one person has ever asked for help on and it was just to like make the reservation and then it was kind of like all right we're not going to do it for you we're going to help you so that you don't need us again okay mm -hmm. um but yeah, it's been it's been really it's been really fun. It's been really interesting, and they're all super excited. And I'm and sure. and why why should they not be? You know, like they have needs and wants and desires, just like everybody else. That's so cool. That's so cool. It's crazy because you would you would think like we go about our everyday life like just the dating scene, you know, yeah. and just like don't really think about it. But there's so many of those people that that uh, that ultimately you know need that chance, you know, mm -hmm. the connection. They're not really maybe as social as like you know we are because we're going out all the time right but you're providing basically like a space where they can connect which is which is cool and you would think that that would have been something by now so right i i i would think that too um i actually got the idea from uh a group in canada okay they were doing it i don't know if they're still doing it um but they were doing it virtually obviously okay. they started it during covid uh, so i understood the whole virtual thing um but i didn't want to do that i i thought that you know they it takes specifically away from like supposed to be yeah from personal experience my sister has enough virtual time mm -hmm. you know i want to get her out of the house yeah. i want her to meet people in person um and at these events like they exchange numbers at the end too like cool. If they have someone that they hit it off with, they're like, hey. even if they become friends, like that's already a win yeah. as it is. Exactly. Like, someone to hang out with, and, yeah. we, and that's what we tell them. You know, don't expect to find love on the first event. Yeah. You know, you might have to come back once or twice or of three course. times. Um, you know, not even I found love on the first time. I don't think you <laughs> did. And if you, I mean, I don't know if you did either. But if you did, like, kudos to you. You're yeah. one in a million, um, <laughs> or one in a couple thousand. There's yeah. not a lot of stories like that. Um, and it's also good to practice like rejection, like mm. dealing with rejection. Yeah. Um, and 
asking people for numbers. Like they they ask me like, can I get her number? I'm like, yeah, go do whatever you want. Like you're allowed to you're allowed to exchange numbers. You're allowed to make friendships out of this. Yeah. Um, I know some of them have like stayed friends after, which That's is cool. which has been nice. It's like one extra friend to have to do something it's with. It's like yeah. a community builder. Too, yeah, which I feel like even like I I feel like even I would do that like to go and find more friends because I feel like with COVID and everything that happened with the pandemic, yeah, you. I feel like before we took for granted the amount of opportunities we had to yeah, be in, in person, meeting different people. And then when COVID happened, I like it was hard to have that community still because I was taking care of myself and mm -hmm. want to make sure my family was safe. And so getting back into that, yeah, it's into hard. meeting people and, and, and building that community again has been has been like kind of scary. You like kinda, lose your social skills. You lose it. Yeah, <laughs> for You're sure. You're like, wait, am yeah. I allowed to get this close to them? Yeah, yeah. Like, how do I open up this conversation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And. It, it just allows you know you never know who you're gonna meet mm -hmm. yeah. you might like now that i met you mm -hmm. like now we have some type of connection and maybe yeah. i'll see you out in the future and mm -hmm. i'm like oh well i know laura from me too and mm -hmm. like she has like all of this ex all of these connections mm -hmm. or you know she has this community that she's exposed to mm -hmm. something different mm -hmm. you know it's always good i mean i think it's important to like expand your network yeah because you never know like who's gonna bring something positive into your That's life true. what's that that saying network is your net worth or something like mm -hmm. that i think so it's a little cliche i guess but it, <laughs> but it but it's true though like i mean the more people you surround yourself with that ultimately have like a very similar vision or similar value. values yeah uh, are gonna are gonna open a lot of doors for you. It may not be right now, but you're gonna be like, oh shoot, you remember that person that I met that did this, this, and this? And then boom, you never know where that where yeah. that takes you. Mm -hmm. I actually have a, a really good friend that I made through my sorority in college, and like mm -hmm. we're still close to this day, and she's, um, she's a lawyer, and like recently she was like, hey, I wanna introduce you to someone that's like doing something for people on the spectrum. Oh wow. And I want you guys to Look like connect. Like, it's so true it's so and it's so important that's why to you just try not to burn any bridges either oh my god like you don't know who that person is you know what and not not to look at like everyone as like okay what can you provide for me <laughs> yeah. but but it, it's it's true like the same that person is probably thinking the same thing about you like i i don't know anything about you but who knows maybe we can help each other out and that's honestly ultimately what it comes down to. And it to. doesn't like, have to be today, like you yeah, said. It could exactly. be tomorrow, it could be next yeah. year, it could be in a year. I'd be like, hey, you know what? I have a super cool idea. Like, let me call Laura and see what she thinks about it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I met her once and she has like all of these like cool things that she works with. Like, maybe she would be interested. Not, okay, cool. Like, no yeah. no hard feelings, no burned bridges. Like, yeah. it, it's just an opportunity to, to make something work with another person. 100%. Mm -hmm. You cool. can't go through life on your own. Is what I. Facts. I agree. As and much it, as people wanna, sometimes people wanna be on their own. I'm yeah. like, you need people in your life. You do. And I don't know about, about about like what you guys think, but like to me, like being Hispanic also makes me feel like more in union with like other Hispanics. Like I, I don't know if that like if you guys get that same feeling. Like I feel like we just like gravitate towards each other and we gravitate towards like helping each other yeah. out mm -hmm. more than like. I don't know. I, like, to me, that's all I just feel. It's like a fam I guess, like for lack of a better term, it's like familia yeah, aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. And we get that like at, at such a young age that we like carry that with yeah. us everywhere we go. Everybody is my family. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like you meet a friend. Like, I'm like, now your mom is my mom. <laughs> yes. Like we're like, all family. Somebody, yeah. And it, like obviously like a guy, but like you know like I'll hug them or something like that. I'm like, why am I hugging this guy? I just met the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like we just hit it off, and like all, all of a sudden, like I just feel like we're friends, you know? Yeah. And like I I feel like not everyone gravitates that way like we're not always like that it's yeah. interesting you you sent me a couple questions before yes. we 
came on the pod and I was just kind of like using it as just to kind of like reflect and see because I don't know I don't I don't this, the questions that you sent me one of them specifically was like what do you like most about being Latina and mm-hmm. I was like mm, I don't know oh my god that and was a hard one for me too yeah, <laughs> I was like thinking, I don't know and funny enough one of my favorite things is just the we literally travel in packs yeah like yeah. and even since I was a little girl like if if all of my cousins and all my my aunts and uncles weren't at the function I'm like what's the point like yeah. I want to be with 20 people in one car that only fits six um and I feel like that. <laughs> I need the van you know, exactly. you, you know that the, reminds you know. us of the trip that we did with the van like we stuff like 15 people in like an 11 seater with luggages a bike yeah. and I'm like everyone's gotta go North Carolina that's, you, you know that's how it is and yeah. the, the door opens and like six people sit and it's like oh my god how many people were in that car yeah. that's kind of what I want my life to be like is yeah. like all of us together that's cool and um I think that's instilled in us since we're um what there's there's another cliche saying and it's like if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go mm-hmm. far go together yeah. i might have totally butchered that no but i think that that's, that's it's, if, if that's, that's not it, it is, it's very I like, close yeah, <laughs> I, like, I like the way I you like said that. it better yeah. <laughs> um but yeah just to that i don't know it's it's um i definitely gravitate towards latinos and mm-hmm. um it's just where i feel comfortable and I, i feel at home for sure yeah how about you do you have an answer to that question like, i think what my, your favorite my answer was very similar um my answer was the culture yeah. mm-hmm. um and i think that kind of blended together with what you said about like we travel in packs like my family does everything together and yeah. i thought that was normal until i went to georgia and i met all of these people that see their parents like twice a year yeah. mm-hmm. and that's like thanksgiving mm-hmm. and then they would like oh, i have to go see my parents like thanksgiving but i'll be back like new year's with christmas i'm like no no i won't be here either i'm yeah. back home yeah. with the family like parents i'm like i'm not allowed to do christmas without them i got to see them on new year's thanksgiving is the, is the non-negotiable yeah. um and and that's kind of that was like my answer kind of very similar like mm-hmm. we do everything together and we are just like so bonded by i don't know if it's the culture mm-hmm. i don't know if it's just like that's what's instilled within them and they instilled it in us and now like we're gonna instill it into our next mm-hmm. generation um and i never even really noticed it mm-hmm. until like i left and i'm like damn my family really does everything it's together yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing too like yeah I've, li- i've lived in miami my whole life so like this is all i you know all i know mm-hmm. yeah. this is like it's it's normal you know you go out and it's a lot of families that go out to dinners like e- they do everything together right and it's friends and then it piggies back <laughs> minimum into like friends families and their families yeah, right and yeah. everything is just like everything's in 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 union and for me like i if i go out of, of florida it's literally like a culture shock it's same it's, it's so different it's crazy same. it's so different and then like you like i would go out to dinner and i would see people eating dinner and it was just like one or two people and yeah. i'm like oh my god we need like a table mm-hmm. for eight mm-hmm. and it was like always a thing and it's yeah. like we got to tell abuela and we got to tell your tío and your tía and like everyone's gonna be there oh but if you want tell your friend and your friend tell her mom she can come too <laughs> yeah. it's like everyone's invited yeah. and it wasn't like that over there you yeah. know it was very much like everyone to their to themselves mm-hmm. um yeah we had our friend group and like we we did our again in our pack <laughs> like yeah. we were like mm-hmm. we're going out we're all going out together yeah. mm-hmm. um it's just so so different that yeah the culture is really i think what I my also answer think Hispanics was have no chill like they do they like i just i love to observe people mm-hmm. and just like when i <laughs> just like walking around i'm just like intrigued by like how people just like go about their day and they just clearly do not care about anything no. like th- i feel like that's another thing that hispanics just like they'll say whatever's on their mind and 
they don't really care about the repercussions until after the fact that they happen. That's or like you gotta be like, puppy, stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like my grandma sometimes I'm like, dude, you cannot say that. Is it like, boundaries? What is that? Yeah. Who? Who? What? what? Who what created those? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. What? So, and I'm gonna get in trouble for this, but on was it New Year's? I, I think it was New Year's. My boyfriend walked into my house and immediately within like two minutes, my aunt's like, when are you gonna propose? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like. Okay. And yeah. then he went, goes, I had my dad. And what are you waiting for? Wow. Like, it's time. Let's go. Clock's ticking. Holy he called God. him, um, un pollo quemado. <laughs> He's like, you're roasting in the oven too long. Um, and then my grandma, literally the next greeting. Are you going to propose anytime soon? And I'm like, oh, Lord, mm-hmm. you've been here for five minutes. And you're gonna get yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no chill, guys. Like, no chill. He also just didn't walk out. Right, right. He also <laughs> got there. Like, everybody was already like two drinks in. That's, I'm yeah. like, yeah, we're feeling oh, extra yeah, loose tonight. Oh, yeah, you had the booze on top of it. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, so- perdón. It's I'm so sorry. My, I, have, I have a cousin that every family party he would come he was like honestly i just come here and i sit i just drink and i just observe and i just wait to see what's gonna go down (laughs) and he's just like i it's like a movie every time i come here something crazy would go down entertaining whether it was like a fight an argument or just like you know drunk mad like whatever it was like he was just there waiting for it and he'd like he would know exactly. He's like, okay, like by hour two, this is where it starts getting interesting. <laughs> or like play the, by play. Yeah. He has on like the fourth drink, something's gonna happen. Yeah. Soon. yeah. <laughs> and it never failed. It was it was automatic. Right. It's so crazy. We're we're definitely unique mm. in our own ways. Um, but something I also wanted to ask uh, ask you, Lauda, is and kind of like picking back off of this, how have brands kind of gravitated over the last, I guess, like year or two to like really cater to the Hispanic audience? Because obviously, more Hispanics are moving into the U.S. Mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. right? So it's becoming a, a big priority for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So what have you seen that, like, a lot of brands are, are doing? That's a good question. Mm. I mean, I feel like specifically with us, it's like we, okay, they know the audience is there. They right. know we're exactly. here. They know there's many of us. And I think the coolest thing about getting to work with someone like us is like we are Latinos. Like it's literally content created by Latinos for Latinos. So the coolest things that I see and the, the, the best products or campaigns we put out there is when like brands trust us. Right. So it's like, so you guys are able to create it. Like here's, here's the thing, do what you want with it. Right. And that's, it's such a beautiful thing because we are speaking and creating things from our experiences. Everything we just talked about is something pretty universal among Latinos. And so, um, I think the more brands trust who they're working with, like the better, because we'll, we won't lead you astray. Like we know, we are our audience, exactly. so not sure if that answers your yeah, question, yeah. but um, but that's been the coolest for me because it's like a lot of times brands that we're working with aren't on the other side aren't necessarily Latino, so exactly. it's like let me let me educate you while we work and let me show you what our community is like. Right. Um, so that's that's one of the cool things, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and that's like it's that. it's cool that you say that because to your point, like that means there must not be too much of a Latino presence within those within those brands, right? Mm-hmm. At least on maybe maybe there is, but not on the creative side, you know. But they're obviously coming to you guys because there's a level of expertise and knowing mm-hmm. of just like what you care about, mm-hmm. you know, what are what are, what are our behaviors, yeah, um, you know, how do we act, all that stuff. Yeah, I feel like I've been shielded from. 
I, and I know it's it's real. I know a lot of people that work in, in the same industry that I do that maybe don't see themselves represented amongst their teams. But I think I've been in a interesting position where I've always been working at places that cater towards like right. our community. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been really nice to um, to learn from people with I don't know and see myself represented. I feel like it lets me bring right. my authentic self to work. Um, but I know it's out there. Like, I know that that's not the case everywhere. Yeah. Like, what you say, like, culture shock is a very real thing. I just think growing up in Miami and even when I was in L.A. for a little bit and then just my work environments, I've always been around Latino. So um, I've been lucky enough to to learn from yeah. people that are like me. Okay. Yeah. And, like, do you think that, like, do you, like, when you're making, like, a like a – I don't know, like a choice of like a product you want to buy or like something like that. Do you ever feel like you gravitate more if the brand is like a Latino owned brand or does that not really like? I'm going to be honest. I, I don't. Um, because I, I, do, I don't think that necessarily that's that is the case always. Yeah, that's why I I'm going to be honest. I feel like we're kind of living in a, in a time where like the Latinos are on the come up. Yeah. Um, as opposed to maybe like 10 or 20 years ago and like correct me if I'm wrong like maybe I'm just noticing it now um, there's like an influence almost yeah. that's becoming a thing that like people are a little bit more of like oh Latinos are cool as fuck yeah. and I'm like we've always been cool um, to, but to me what was a big thing like I kind of piggybacking off that like when that kid Marcelo I don't know if you know Marcelo yeah. Hernandez but I don't know him but yeah, but, he's funny yeah he's <laughs> yeah. hilarious but SNL said like, "Hey, we need to go get Latin, mm. like, um, what do you call it? Representation, Repre- representation and talent, right? Yeah. Like, right? To be on there, and he's been a home run. He's been a home but run. Like, and they're looking like for more of that thing, now, right? Yeah, it's, and it's that's like, new. for exactly. example, um, we all saw like the the karaoke thing um, with oh, my bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. he's been the first. Yeah, I don't want to say the first and only because I think like J Lo's done it too, but like, Bad Bunny's the first like." non-USA, like, Latino representation on that show. Whereas, like, you could even tell the conversation was really hard because there was a huge, like, language barrier. Like, yes, he's speaking a little bit of English now, but, like, you could tell, like, it was hard. Like, there was only certain things that were being able to ask or, like, he would would only answer in, like, one word or, like, he didn't really know what to say. And it was crazy to me because I used to watch those all the time. Um, I think they're hilarious. Like the Migos one is my favorite one, but uh, the Bad Bunny one is, is super is super great too. And it's so nice to see that because it's like, damn, I didn't even realize yeah. mm-hmm. that like this has never been a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it just comes to show like even though he, I mean, he speaks English very well, but the U.S. I mean, we're obsessed with him. Like, right. Even people who I think don't he was the number yeah. one artist across yeah, yeah, yeah. every genre. We yeah. don't speak, or some people don't speak a word in Spanish, and everybody's still listening to yeah. that. Yep. And, like, it's crazy, because I don't really listen to music that's neither in Spanish nor English, but it's, like, the fact that people are doing that and they don't even know what, what he's saying, saying, it's because he has some kind of influence. Right. My, I have a, a good friend still from Atlanta, mm-hmm. and she's, like, I love this Bad Bunny song. What is he saying? Yeah. And like, I'm like, well, do you really want me to translate yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's like a, like a level of like, I, I want to say like sexiness to like Hispan like just Hispanic vibe yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that like American traditionalist. It's very appealing. They right. just gravitate right. to it. Yeah. Like they come to Miami and they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. We have that chispa, like that warmth yeah, that people exactly. want to be it's a, a chispa. part of. It's a chispa. It is. For sure. It's exactly what it is. Like people like, what the hell is that? It's like yeah. a, a flavor to it, and they're like, hmm, 
like I'm intrigued by that. That's like, how I want, people yeah. go to Colombia and then they never want to come back. Uh-huh. It's like they they go and then they fall in love with the culture and the yeah. people and the food and yeah. Yeah, I mean, in Georgia, people would hear me speak Spanish and they're like, it's "So exotic." I'm like, "Really? <laughs> really?" Question mark. I mean, it's exotic. just Spanish, but yeah. like to them, it's yeah. like this whole other thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, I guess I'm exotic now." Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, the um, what was I gonna say? That you said you were from Colombia. What part of Colombia are you from again? Okay, so I'm not from Colombia, but oh, okay. I am. But you're right, right. No, you're Colombian. Yes. My mom, my mom's from Medellin, and my dad's from Cali, okay. and then they grew up in Bogota, which is nice. the capital. Yes. But um, I am very, very connected to my culture, and I nice. go there as often as I can. So I am Colombiana. Okay? Yes, you <laughs> are. I wasn't born there. Um, so yeah. Nice. And then your parents are from. So I was born in Caracas, Venezuela. Oh, you were born over there. Yeah. Oh, I, didn't um, know. I was the real deal. Yeah. I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> um, it's funny because I don't have an accent, but a lot of that comes from like. We don't speak Spanish in my house because okay. of my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't speak Spanish, so it was kind of like we, we stopped that when I was like five or six. Okay. But I, I still speak pretty fluent Spanish. Yeah. Um, but I, no one can ever tell where I'm from because I don't have an accent when I talk. Mm. So my dad was born in Venezuela as well, but his parents are Italian immigrants. So they oh. fled after World War II, I'm going to say, um, to, to Venezuela when they were 16 and like 14 13 okay i'm pretty young so they basically lived their whole life there but i would say that maybe they raised us a little bit more italian than venezuelan like i eat the arepas and like we know all of that stuff but there are things that venezuelans do that like we might not do or like Mm -hmm. eat that i'm like no i don't really eat that in the house like we eat pasta um and then my mom was born in miami but her parents are from cuba okay yeah Mm. so I'm not entirely sure where my grandfather is from, but my grandmother is from Matanzas. That's where my grandma's from, is yeah. Matanzas, yeah. Which is actually where Fidel Castro's from as well. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the only reason I know that is because my grandma would say that she, like, grew up playing with Fidel. And, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. That's which crazy. Is, which is crazy. Yeah, crazy. it is crazy. Yeah. Because at that point, Cuba was democratic. It was a free country. Right. Um, so and it was a, it was rich, you know, like uh, import export was huge there. So mm-hmm. it was it was a thriving country, and then obviously we all know what happened mm-hmm. after that. But it's similar with Venezuela, you know. Yeah, thriving yeah. Country, I'm not. I mean, Colombia. I'm not, I want to talk about. Yeah, that. I know. But yeah, but yeah. I can't. I can't. I haven't been back in. It's so sad to see that. So. Like ten plus years, because I. I physically cannot yeah. be back there yeah, like, yeah. Go, i mean but that's I a big reason me, why so, so wow. many there's such an influx here in the u.s yeah because unfortunately in those countries like politics have taken over and it's just created a, it's created a mess yeah. i know i am dying to go to colombia though i haven't been please you've never been <laughs> i've never been really? i've never been i might go this year at the end of the year do it uh, for it's a wedding a but three hour flight away not too bad yeah I've are you going to the to the wedding i might maybe in november like god's wedding yeah oh okay nice That'll be fun. That would be a good excuse. Yeah, to go. that would be a good excuse to go, right? I'm go to the wedding too. Yeah, yes. everybody comes. A lot of my plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> too bad I'm his plus one. <laughs> uh, so before we kind of like wrap up, I think yeah, we're getting close to time. Um, oh, that flew by. I, I did. know. I feel like we haven't been here that long. So I much know. I want to know about talk, you, we right? We're just always talking. Was a good time. That was like I was. Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna take up more time. <laughs> go with your question. Um, both of you, what's your favorite, uh, like, Hispanic dish to eat? Arroz con pollo. Arroz con pollo. Bandeja paisa. Oh. Ooh. 
I love it. So you have to tell you got some people may not know what it is. So you got oh, uh, it's literally rice and chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not but like with sasong, yeah, you know? There you like, go. And the rice is um, not white. Right, the rice is not white. It's like yellow. Um, I actually maybe this you, is you gotta sell it. You're like right. oh, it's chicken and rice. Chicken, I know, like, I know, but it's like I go to chicken kitchen it's and I get rice that. And love. Chicken rice. <laughs> the part is the love yeah because i can't just eat it anywhere and be like this is my favorite dish like yeah. my favorite dish is my grandma's mm. arroz con pollo oh, you heard that abuela like i need you to make it soon it's funny every uh, time i ask this everyone says their abuela makes the yeah, best yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. funny neither of my grandmas really cook god bless them <laughs> but i'm sure it would taste better if they made whatever it is right right cooking. it's yeah, made with yeah. love it was made specifically for you yeah. um i love my mom's too but like my grandma right abuelas is another level yeah um but yeah it's like chicken rice sazon there's peas you get some like uh maduros on oh, the yeah. side with it oh. do you put ketchup on it or is that like no. illegal okay just wondering mm. do you put ketchup on it i'm not a ketchup I person <laughs> she's like um i plead the fifth, <laughs> yeah, I the fifth. <laughs> uh hot sauce i put a lot of hot sauce on it i eat it Oh, this is the Italian meat. Sometimes I'll put cheese on it. <laughs> Interesting. I have heard that, though. That's my dad, my Italian, Italian father taught me that. He's yeah. like, you just got to add a little bit of cheese on it. I'm like, okay. I'm sure that's really yummy. Yeah. yeah. Gives it a little bit I of like extra. So, so what's, what oh is Oh, my God. What, what is in on the hapaisa? That's true. It's literally, <laughs> and I don't even know if I know how to say it in English, but it's rice, carne molida. Okay. How do you say that in English? No idea. But I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> Look it up. And, um... Um, there's chicharron, there's, sometimes there's a egg on it, there's beans, there's, um... I feel like potatoes sometimes in it, no? Um, I don't know, I think the, the rice usually takes over, like, Okay. But they do have plantains. Okay. Yeah. Um, that dish oh, is just, amazing. Just it's just everything. Everything together. That's my the favorite more, part of it, is the, the whole mixing of all the flavors. Same. Oh. Same, it's ridiculous. Everything gets mixed. Everything, everything gets mixed. And then the way you put hot sauce and you put cheese, I put lime. So, like, okay. I put lime on anything. So. Lime's so good. Yeah, gives good. it a little bit of extra tang. Just a little, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's so good. We're just like all hungry at this yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to lunch after. I'm like, yes. Oh, I need to eat something. I, haven't, I actually haven't eaten anything today. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Lunch after. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, let's see what else. What else would I want to ask? What's you your guys? favorite dish? Ooh. You asked us. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, I'm a big Afro con pollo person too. Honestly, that's oh, that's, that's yeah yeah yeah. My grandma's. <laughs> Uh, I love maluros. I love, 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 love Cuban pastries. Like, uh, like, like, a, pastelitos? like pastelitos. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pastelitos and like, Do like Cuban croquetas? toast and croquetas. Like, I, if I could eat that every day, I would eat that every day. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's just not the healthiest. So <laughs> you can't, no. can't do that. But um, yeah, I love that. I love a good pan con lechon. It's just like I could name so many. Mm, yeah. Like I could go. Yeah, on. we have good food. But panco lechon with like the, so the grilled good. onions. It's so good. The, mm -hmm. the the papita juliana. Oh my god. What's that? Like the little tiny crunchy. Okay. Like, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, I know they're basically like about. chips. The little the little papitas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that's what they were called. Me either. I yeah. Don't know. I don't. Know. Is that what they're called? Literally, I mean, maybe that's the brand. Maybe that's why they're called that. But yeah, that's what I call them. Yeah. I always get them like in that little like yellow container with yeah, the, the red yellow, top. Exactly. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I never even read the label. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, these are papitas. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like 50 cents, so you just fucking mm -hmm. drown yeah. it. Yeah, oh my God. But yeah, cool. we're definitely going to lunch after this. Yes, 100%. <laughs> um, well, thanks guys for being on. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. It was a good time. Thanks for having us. Um, but if there's anything you would like to let the people know before you go, How's your time? Oh, Where to find Jeez. you? To find a little me. word of wisdom, whatever it is that you guys want to do. Fun facts. Um, I think 
the thing that I've learned the most from these speed dating events is just to be like unapolo unapologetically yourself. Um, that this that community has showed me that like no filter, yeah. like just just, just be, be who you. you are, and like the people that love you will love you for the person that you are, and 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 you'll find your group mm -hmm. based off what you know you actually yeah. like and your interests and all of those things. Mm -hmm. Like don't don't make things up. No mm -hmm. bullshit. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. I like That's that so too. true. I don't know. Do you got anything? Um, I guess to go off of that. Yeah. Um, there, like, if we want, since we've been so cliche today with all the quotes, <laughs> um, I really like the lo que es para ti, nadie te lo quita. Yeah. And I think it goes hand in hand with being unapologetically yourself. Because mm -hmm. when you are, I think what's meant for you will come. That's so true. And, like, I live by that, I think. Yes. I'm like, it, it wasn't for me. Yeah, Let it I go. mean, hindsight is always 2020. So it's right. in the moment. Um, I was like, I thought that was para mí, but um, maybe it isn't. But then the it's next door the opens, and you're like, you know what? It wasn't for me. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. I like it. And we didn't get to touch on it too much, but she's got an awesome little channel with Hustle Con, Hustle Con Sazon. <laughs> yeah. So make sure to check that out. Thanks. It's very yeah. cool. It's at Hustle Con Sazon. Yes. Yeah. On Instagram. On yeah. Instagram. Give you a follow. <laughs> where can they find uh, Speed Dating? Same thing, Instagram at Speed Dating on the Spectrum. Aww. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. <laughs> uh, make sure to check them out and tune into the next one. Later. Stay tranquilo. <laughs>